Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jags! You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Down by the Bank, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network. Uh, this is the Call of Duty edition because uh, two of the three people on here are addicted to online play of Call of Duty. Uh, we'll let Wait them uh, get to it in a second. But JK3, what did he say about me? campaign mode, by the uh, way? Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm 75% doing the campaign mode, and I've only been playing for 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, let's talk about Obsessed. Um for, but, uh, I mean, and then you're even playing the campaign mode. Like you, that that that's even more crazier. Well, the, I agree. You can't really play it when you have a, a two year old hanging on you. So I just kind of can pause and move at my own pace. So hmm, that's that's what true. I was doing. Yeah, that's a good point. So can we don't can worry? We throw out, on. Can, well, can we throw out the gamer tags though? Can we do that, or do we put that on Twitter? I don't care. I'll put mine on Twitter. It's like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We'll put it out okay. on Twitter. All right, matter. we'll put it on Twitter so we can play uh, play against our uh, fans. Sounds well. Um, well, Derek, listeners. what's your what's your favorite mission so far? <laughs> <laughs> um, running away from. Let's see. Uh, there, there's a there's a, a one mission where you're wounded and you're in a town and you have to like collect things to build bombs and stuff and you blow yeah, stuff up. Yeah, that doesn't sound better than getting like 25 kills on uh, <laughs> Team Deathmatch. I mean, it does because you got these guys following you. You just plant the C4 bombs all over the place or the, the, the sticky bombs, whatever they are. And um, you can, uh, you know, as they walk by, they blow up. So Did you uh, play Minesweep? Did you play Minesweep on like computers? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Exactly. No. Yeah. We're uh, actually keeping that intro too? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, let's uh, really quick just run over some stats real quick from uh, my gamer tag that I'll drop later. 25 kills, 4 captures, 3 deaths, 12 defends, destroyed uh, all the opposition. So oh, no. shout, out People... to, uh, shout out to Hung Big B in our uh, team who also was uh, instrumental. Dude, <laughs> I, got killed, I got killed last night by a 1-800-ass Gary. <laughs> and I thought, it was the, <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I'm sure. I'm sure more people want to hear about the the, the Jags than our the, the silly Call of Duty game. No, Call of Duty is all we have right now. Like, <laughs> have been, like literally, that's, that's literally it. Call of Duty is all we have right now. No, yeah. this is not a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast this week. This is a Modern Warfare Two. Like, I'm gonna. I'm clutch when when the game's on the line. When it's team deathmatch and it's 99 kills. You know what? I'm there. I'm coming through that first kill right there. I'm ready to go. I'm leading my team to victory. That's true. In the heat yeah. of battle. I'm yeah. coming through. It's not I'm, coming calling, down to I'm the... calling the UAV. <laughs> you know what? If that's the case, then I'm going to rename my uh, my gamer tag uh, Trent Balky. Uh, Trent Balky's a good GM or whatever, and so then I'll probably get killed. Uh, Teflon, like Trent, Teflon, Teflon Trent 86, yeah. come hit yeah. me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not his real gamer tag. We'll tweet those. I'm putting. I, I mean, and, and like I said, the game's on the line. Team needs UAV. I'm. I'm calling it in. Yeah. I'm, we're seeing where it's at. You know what I mean? Cru- enemy cruise missile. I'm letting you guys know where it is to take cover, so we don't take this L. Mm. Mm. That's really Listen good. Yeah, I like that. Um, what and uh, so yeah, JK3 is right. So let's talk about create a class. Um, for your first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Derek, go ahead because I know you. I think you tried to like pivot to the Jaguars. He doesn't know because he hasn't played the multiplayer yet. <laughs> so, oh, so yeah, if, you're right. if we're if we're talking if we're talking campaign, then of course you know. Mm. No, I, I meant like uh, I think he wants to talk about Jaguar stuff. So I'll let oh, you, <laughs> I'll let you do that, Derek. <laughs> Man, I mean, I I would love to talk about the Jags, but you guys are having so much fun uh, with online with your online. Uh, you know, Call of Duty talk, so I was just going to let you guys keep talking for a few minutes. And, and you know, people will turn off the podcast probably if you guys keep going on and on about I thought I'm getting reprimanded right now. You ever be in class and, like, you know, the teacher's looking at you, it's like, oh, wait, no worry, I'll wait. Yeah, and yeah, it's like, yeah. all no, right. For real. 
Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Derek, that's fine. So JK three favorite map. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> no talk, Derek, talk about the Calvin Ridley trade. Cause we were just talking. About oh man. Things. So did we finally get the receiver that we wanted? Maybe. Uh, can we play him next week? No. Uh, I, I still think that's great. You know, that was dumb <laughs> how he got suspended and everything for betting on a game, which, uh, NFL players do a lot worse. And he bet Robert on the Goodell. game. He bet against the team that he's about to be a part of. Part of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the crazy part. But in the football player, you're getting the the, the receiver that we wanted. Now, granted, what I didn't realize is Calvin Ridley was like twenty three, twenty four when he left uh, Alabama, so he's a little bit older than hmm. I realized. Um. So we'll see. Hopefully, he, he you know being gone out a year, everything should be healed up, ready to go. Um, and plus, you know, there were some issues there where he just wanted to step away from football for a while. And hey, that's his his personal business. And glad he he was able to do that and get right and uh, get his mind right and and want to play again. But I just hate the fact the fan in me is hating the fact that we have to wait a year to see what that could turn into. Yeah, so year three is going to look very. It's going to be very important. I think it's good and bad. You get the you get the deep field, you know, deep threat that you want. You get the guy that can separate, the guy that can get open and and create space. But then also, Trevor hasn't done a great job in dealing with pressure. So is that going to create more pressure for him, or will really be able to take some of that pressure off? You mean like because pressure? Now it's like like no, no pressures and like now there's no excuses. I got a guy that can separate. Yeah, yeah, that that type of pressure. No excuses. I can't mess up now. I can't mess up. I finally got you know a number one. You know, a number one. I need a number one. Um, I, I think it takes the. I think it takes the pressure off of him. A little oh bit. no, I, I I would hope so. Yeah. But you were talking about a guy who holds himself to such a high standard of of competing, although he doesn't show it. To me, I think that's what the problem is. Is is mentally? Yeah. Right now. Yeah, I, I I think it also gives us a chance too because you think like in the fourth in the fourth quarter and then like you know as we're starting to make uh like when we're going into the fourth quarter you don't really know who the deep threat's going to be I don't know if it's because they just haven't defended it or thrown one or, or thrown a ball but you know I, I don't I'm not looking for for Christian Kirk to take the top off the defense because he can't um you know he he can get open um you know he makes some you know some great plays uh, I, I would say. Coming up against that Giants game, that seam route that he ran, that was, you know, that was beautiful. But, you know, I think the point of it is, is that if we get a game breaker like Calvin Ridley, hopefully we can get ahead enough to where we don't have these hero moments that we're looking for from from Trevor Lawrence. You know, uh, these hero moments that we're looking for where, you know, the defense I just doesn't have to doesn't have to get a stop. You know, the last couple of game, or the last every loss that we have had has been either hero moment for Trevor or a hero moment in the in, for the defense. I would much rather go into the two minute drill, you know, being up fourteen, knowing that if a team does score onside kick, something miraculous happen, versus having us to either have a miraculous moment from sixteen or a miraculous moment from the defense. And so hopefully, you know, by adding Ridley and uh, adding those pieces there, we can get into that. But I think the most important thing, too, is that they didn't go and get a receiver that can immediately help them this year because they already have continued faith in T-Law next year. And I know as a Jaguar fan, it kind of stinks because it's always next year. It's always next year. And, you know, I'm bittersweet about it because I kind of feel like right now they're, they're saying that this season's already cooked anyway. So let's look forward to 2023. So it's like bittersweet. It's like I'm glad that you know, like it's okay, it's cool that you have Calvin Ridley, but like, what about this this year? Like, what are we going to be able to do to try to win these games? You know, remaining of the schedule. Are we just packing it up right now? Are we just kind of just saying let's put some good film out there and get ready to go for for next year? Like, what's the what's the the point of being able to you know grab Ridley besides him being you know a fifth round pick? You know, for now. Was that set up through that James Robinson trade, by the way? Is that the same pick, or is that totally different different stuff? 
I, I don't know the compensation about, around it, but I think that it was what we were just talking about it right now. It was a 2023 fifth. But the James Robinson, his pick, his compensation doesn't become actual compensation until I think after the end of the year, because he, if he hits like a rushing milestone or something like that, uh, or okay. whatever rushing, like that's when that draft pick will turn into, um, you know, a fifth round pick, um, depending on what he what he decides to get. But anyways, yeah, but yeah, sometimes no. how yeah how that stuff is like tiered based on what they end up doing. But yeah, I didn't know if that was maybe the play was like a hey, you know, James Robinson's not going to be here next year, so we might as well flip you know his compensation for this other guy who will be here next year or something. I don't know. I mean, so. With uh, ETN's first, you know, feature back game, like how do you guys feel about that? You know, one fifty six on the ground is not too bad. Yeah, uh, excellent. <laughs> really good. Very good. Yeah, that's really good. It, it, does it does it make you does it make you feel a little bit like better that James Robinson isn't here? Or are you still kind of like is it still like a thorn in the side? Well. I think James Robinson identified with the city a little bit more just for the fact, you know, hardworking, undrafted, uh, came out of nowhere, you know, type of guy. Whereas, you know, the city of Jacks, we're kind of like the, unfortunately, the redheaded stepchild in the the NFL as far as our market, our team, everything pretty much uh, when it comes to professional sports in the NFL. So much that once a year, some dumb reporter from out of town says that Shad Khan's moving the team to London. Uh, every summer, so we we identified with him, mm-hmm. and now with with uh, ETN, you know, we you telling me we got a flashy running back that he doesn't have to find a crease, he can make his own crease, and still go for fifty. Mm-hmm. When's the last time we had that? Yeah, have we ever had that? So Frank you're Taylor? basically saying Maybe. that James Robinson uh, is Jacksonville and ETN is St. John's County. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you said that, that, not me. I, I know. I'm asking the way you're comparing it. The way you're comparing it. Jacksonville's gritty. You know, you gotta keep. You you gotta. You know, bring your lunch pail. You gotta clock into the Maxwell House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said that. I like that. We we haven't had. Uh, you know that that you know if um and for all the has lovers a CBD out. Fee. <laughs> yeah, hey, oh, jeez. ETN oh. has a golf cart. <laughs> oh, the new stadium should be built in Nocatee, personally. <laughs> no, not a chance in the world. Uh, um, ETN with a CDD fee. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, man. You, you guys take that too far. But no, no. I think that, you know, we've, we've just never had that type of offensive firepower. Like, you look at, you know, Kansas City. That's the norm. Yeah. You know? And Andy Reid gets guys to buy in. Like, look what – I think what he's getting ready to do with Kadarius Tony is going to be something – he's getting a guy that's shifty, fast, not as fast as Tyreek Hill, but he's still fast enough. And he's going to go from knucklehead, and if he turns him into a pro bowler, then it's like, okay, who was the genius here? Yeah. Um, but the point is – those type of weapons that defenses feared. Jacksonville hasn't had even you know uh, five years ago whenever that was. We didn't have anybody on offense that the defense feared. They don't fear a Rob. They didn't back then. They don't now. They never have. And he's probably the closest thing I can think of to anything explosive on offense we've had since MJD left. Yeah. So that's that's where I think Etn is is. He's just he's just different, you know. When yeah. you can find a crease and make your own crease, that, that you know how hard that is, and he does it like it's nothing. Yeah, I think that you know the the they're they're still trying to find their identity. Like you you mentioned, as far as um, you know, Kansas City, how they are just you know there's just high powered offense, and um, I, I don't think that Doug is going to be able to get that established, you know, within this year. Um, I think one of the things that we have to be patient about is them actually developing, you know, their 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 identity, developing how they're gonna, you know, how they're gonna be, uh, developing what they're gonna, you know, what kind of like you know offense they're gonna continue to look like. Um, and I I like some of the things that I've seen so far. Honestly, I I really like you know the speed of the game. I like the tempo. I like some of the play selection. 
I don't like the execution of all of the plays, especially on, you know, the first uh, on the goal line. Uh, you know, this is this. I think this past game was the second time Trevor threw a, a pick on the uh, on the one yard line. So that kind of stuff I don't like. But I do like, you know, the out of the shotgun. I do like how they're getting ETN in, um, you know, different formations. Um, I like the wildcat that they're doing. They're bringing another they're bringing another um you know, extra blocker in. And I also like how they're working Evan Ingram downfield too. You know, I really like how they, they, they are opening up some things, you know, um, you know, on the offense. So, you know, maybe with the addition with Calvin Ridley on paper, Calvin Ridley, you know, uh, Christian Kirk, ETN, Zay Jones, uh, and then whoever you decide to draft, um, you know, coming up, it's not too bad, but, I mean, we got the Raiders next, or Raiders on Sunday, so I don't think that's helping us uh, anytime soon. Yeah, no, the when you th- that sounds great for next year, and unfortunately, we just have to wait eight more games. One of the things that that makes it tough too is: have you looked at the depth at which teams play us at safety position? Safeties aren't dropping back that yeah. far at all. That's that's part of the reason why it's so tight for Trevor, especially in the red zone. Things get tight because you know even when the safeties you know in the red zone, they're already dealing with it tight going down the field because safeties aren't 15, 20 yards down the field. They're only like 10, 12. You know, that's they got it. They got to do something. Yeah, um, I think it helps that you know hopefully we'll have some you know some play action things you can do. You know. Dragging across the field, I know we've tried that on numerous times, and sometimes it works, and sometimes uh, we throw picks. So we'll see what what that looks like coming up against the Raiders. But uh, let's talk a little bit about them. Um, what do we want to start? We want to start offense or defense first? Um, I think that I, I in so I mean I, I say we should start with what's gonna what's gonna win us this game, um, and that's gonna be the defense. I, I don't I, I really don't until the offense decides mm-hmm. to it I don't know actually I I'll take that back I don't know what side of the ball is going to actually win, win you know because what what's been happening is that they've been losing special the teams. same way yeah I, I would love a special <laughs> uh, oh if we won on special teams men that'd be great but you know as far as the defense goes um you know just to take you know from from one of the just main things is slowing down the running game for them right like you got to stop Josh Jacobs he is running okay the reason why Josh Jacobs looks the way he is is the Raiders are about to cut him, and he is going to be an unrestricted free agent after this season. Okay, now they could tag him, which they may do. You know, that's the Davis family, so they're known for doing things like that. But that dude is running hard. Okay, and I know this for two reasons: one, I've watched two games, and two, I have him on my fantasy team, and he has been killing it for me. Uh, that is not something that we would like to deal with over you know, the third and fourth quarter, because if it's close and they're up and they start giving him the ball, we're done because we're not going to be able to tackle him one-on-one. Like he, he's been running through over and around people. Uh, so we're really going to need to tackle him early and get up early to try to uh, keep them off balance. That's what the Saints did this past week. Saints jumped on them quickly and they abandoned the run game after the second quarter and then it was all over. But they got some passing. They got some weapons too on the, in the passing game. They got they got a couple of good receivers. Devontae Adams, we we all know. Um, I don't think that covering him one on one is going to be the wisest thing in the world. Darren Waller's been injured, so I don't know how that's going to look. Hunter Renfro, I don't think he's injured anymore, but he's yeah. he's a tough cover. Uh, that would be Hunter Hunter Renfro's due for one of those games where he'll get like ten or twelve for a buck twenty. Yeah, I pray I think, that's not against us. Yeah, I think that's what what actually. Oh, and then you have Keelan Cole too. Uh, you know, making another uh, making his. Oh, wow, I forgot to, about that. To, yeah, to Jacksonville. But I, I think yeah, this team on on, de- on defense right now it is it it's got a lot of potential for them to to go off. Like especially with you know Devontae Adams, I think you know uh, Andre Cisco, um, you know, and, and whichever way that they decide to run with or wherever. Vegas decides to line up Devontae, they've got to follow him because we can't have him we can't have him running uh with, with Trey Herman. 
Um, you know, Darius Williams, you know, is I think Shaq is still hurt right now. So Darius Williams may be, um, you know, one of the, you know, is going to probably have to take that. Um, but at least within, uh, you know, Hunter Renfro, I, I really want to kind of see, or at least with Hunter Renfro, depending on, um, I think Trey could line up really well there. But I mean, where where has, De- where has you know, Devin Lloyd been? You know, where has Aluakon been? Where are these athletic linebackers been? Um, you know, over the past couple of weeks, I think this will be an opportunity for them, uh, you know, to continue to or hopefully come out. Um, I don't think Oakland's offensive line is that good. So, I mean, this could be an opportunity, you know, for the defense to kind of hit the reset button and kind of go back to, you know, some of the defense they've been playing in maybe this, you know, first three, four weeks of the season before they ended up on a milk carton. Um, you know, so I think that this is going to be, you know, a good opportunity for them. To, to get home early, um, you know, get Derek Carr on his back, you know, a couple times and, you know, stop the run. Run defense has, you know, improved-ish over the last couple of uh, uh, of games. So um, I, I think that definitely, though, you, you got to get home. You've got to get home and you got to create some turnovers, man. That That's that's it. And give the, give the offense a short field to work with. When you look at our defense, too, they're, they're so young at those positions that I feel like sometimes they get, you know, schemed out of out of place. You know, Trevion Walker, for instance, he's a monster, okay? You're not going to go up against him one-on-one every time and, and run right at him because he's going to win some of those battles. So teams have been doing a good job against us, unfortunately, of getting him out of the way, just scheming him out of the way to where he's a non-factor. And that's something that I feel like defensively, as coaching staff, you need to figure out ways to get him in, you know, in each play. And part of that could be him. Part of that could be the scheme. But, you know, with the push that we haven't been getting, that we thought we would get, everybody got so excited about, you know, the preseason and, oh, look at him, he's everywhere, da-da-da-da. It's disappeared after week two or three. Do you want to know why? Because there's tape on him now. The worst thing you could get do is give an NFL coach that actually sits down and studies tape because they figure things out. And that's why I think we've just disappeared because we've been figured out. Yeah. We've been figured out know, for a lot for the like four, five, six weeks, right? We haven't gotten any sacks since I think what, week three? Hmm. So they have to reinvent themselves. You have to constantly change. Can't just, oh, we're going to rush forward because we got Josh Allen and Walker, you know, da, da, and Key's going to come in off the bench. And you got, no. Got to change it up. You got to change things up. I think that's, I think that's been our biggest problem as a team is we've been found out, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They don't do a lot of adjustments at all either. No. No. <laughs> like, they, they, don't. they really don't. They, they'll, they'll stay in that same base and, and continue to rush forward. Um, you know, all game. Um, and then when it's a third down or third and long situation, um, you know, then you see Key coming off the bench, uh, you know, and, and then really get again. But other than that, they don't really make any adjustments. I mean, I think especially when, I mean, thinking back to um, the Colts game, when we got crossed route to death and got beat underneath the entire time, it's just like, how many of these routes do they, do they need to run? I mean, the read option with New York, with Daniel Jones just getting over a hundred yards off of a read option, like make the adjustment, you know, they it's ran just, it that just makes thing. no sense. And, and then they like ran last, that thing to perfection. Yeah. And then last week, um, you know, last week they play a pretty decent first half against Denver. Denver had a ton of penalties, but they still played at least a decent first half. And then it's like, Denver makes the adjustments to the defense of what they're being seen or what they're seeing. And then it's next thing you know, it's Russell Dinkin and Duncan, Dinkin and Duncan, boom, 50 yard ball. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, no, man, they, 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 they definitely have to make those adjustments. Um, and then whatever they're doing and, you know, from an offensive perspective, whatever they do in the first quarter, they come out on fire, um, you know, and then second quarter, they just kind of go dormant and they come back again on the third quarter and, you know, they're hot again. So it's like whatever we can do to have four clean quarters of football, that's what we got to do. Like this team is not built to be able to, to 
to to come back from adversity. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And, and they haven't showed it yet. They they haven't showed it. I'm 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 so curious to see like what will happen if they get down and like they maybe a field goal to win the game. Like if we can even get into that situation, and Patterson <laughs> doesn't miss the field goal. <laughs> yeah, or we don't turn the ball over um, to a guy that's got a bionic arm, uh, um, the big old arm brace on. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, before you get into the offense, can we talk about the uh, representation of the Raiders fans that we're anticipating at the stadium? Because after the last home game with the Giants fans infiltrating, I'd like for there to not be that many away fans here. Um. Uh, that's gonna be. I I think when, when they travel, at, yeah, they, they travel they, and they're, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're all over the place. So I think they'll be in, unfortunately a, a decent, you know, black and silver or white and silver uh, show up, black and silver, whatever you want to say. Um, and hey, there. I still think of them as the Oakland Raiders and the L.A. Raiders, not the Las Vegas Raiders. Which <laughs> still is baffling me. Which, by the way, the A's apparently are leaving Oakland and are probably are also going to Las Vegas, which is weird. Huh. The Las Vegas A's, I, if they keep that name, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think you're, you're you're anticipating another healthy healthy away uh, healthy away game or a healthy away uh, you know crowd as well. You know, I'm not saying is- that it like kills the vibe of like going to a home game, but it. Kind of, I mean, it definitely sucks. <laughs> it, it, I mean, you sit on the you sit on the visitor side, so it's yeah, gotta suck for you. Dude. It's got it's gotta be so bad because you sit on the side where the away fans are going to be, where the opposing fans are. Like, so yeah. you you you're you're the best gauge, you know, of it. Um, and, and it, it stinks, but you know they're there. Um, I think the tickets are twenty six dollars right now. Um, you know, so if you are looking for an away game, or if you're like, if you're thinking about like. What's a what's a cheap ticket or what's a you know a game ticket where we can go somewhere and not a hostile environment? I'm pretty sure a lot of away fans you know have Jacksonville circled as either one A or one B, um, you know as far as being able to get to, <clears throat> and as far as you know the the environment isn't hostile. You know it's not one of those environments where people don't want to come to. You know there it, it's that's just what it is, and I think especially with the Raiders, uh, you know since they are one of those historic teams. Um, you know, where everybody, they, they've got a good history and a good pedigree. I, I expect to see a lot of fans, you know, there on uh, on Sunday. I really do. I, for these next couple of home games, um, who is it? It's the, the Raiders. Uh, it's the Ravens. And then I, I, I don't know when the Dallas, uh, the game is. It could either be like right after that. Corey, you're, you're going to be in for a lot of away, <laughs> a lot of opposing fans between those next three games. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely the gauge of the away fan uh, percentages because, I mean, the Giants game, literally, I think there were maybe two other Jaguars fans in, like, the three sections around us. I mean, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, speaking of the Ravens, by the way, Lamar Jackson uh, appearing at the All Elite Wrestling AEW show tonight. Shout out to that. Chris Jericho threatened to beat him up. Thought that was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Did did Lamar respond with, like, big trust? Like, what? Oh, you don't have big trust. Never mind. No. <laughs> he was in the stands. He wasn't like part of the show. Although uh, Rick Ross apparently did a uh, a promo backstage here shortly ago. So, uh, yeah, AEW overtaking WWE soon. Anyway, sorry. Uh, pivoting from that depressing topic about the non-existent Jaguars fans in attendance in the game. Uh, Derek, I know you had... Uh, Discussion around the offense and how they would perform against the uh, Raiders, Trevor and the crew. Well, I'm just looking for some some confidence, uh, and confidence not like he's not a confident you know player person he is, but just not overthinking, not trying too hard, just going out and playing the position. Um, for for those that think Trevor's not the answer, I'll say every week. It could be worse. You want Justin Fields? Oh, he can run. Da-da. He can't throw. Not only can Justin Fields not throw, he can't throw worth a lick. Okay, and the throws he do does, you know, have, 
that he, you know, completions he does make, they're very scripted and they're kind of one read and, and get out. Like he can't, no. Um, I'd still rather have Trevor Lawrence, Zach, you know, Wilson. Uh, he, he's another one that's, you know, performing poorly right now. So I think I, Okay, that, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. I, it could be apples to oranges because they're, you know, college, but C.J. Stroud or like Hendon Hooker. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's so tough when, when you look at like okay, let's. You know, the, the only reason why I ask is because C.J. Stroud and Hendon Hooker are both older than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, so been in college for like six years, right? Right. So that that's what that's the the only reason you know because you you technically are still dealing with and, and I don't think it's because again it's not because of his comp it may be because of his competition that he had and you know at Clemson but no. the way that I look at it it's just like do you got that dog in you like are you gonna go out here and, and you know like are you gonna be able to put the team on your back are you capable of doing that. Here, here's his. Here's you know, there's a lot of things, uh, you know, when it comes to him, especially in the in the crunch time. But one thing that sticks out is let's let's go back to that interception he threw at like the two yard line. Did you see the DB like forget that Trevor threw a pick? It's not the easiest thing in the world for someone on the run to jump up. Which, by the way. He probably jumped 30 to 35 inches off the ground, okay? And for those that don't, you know, at home, that's, you know, probably could have dunked the basketball if, you know, the way he jumped. And caught the ball, not with his body. It didn't hit him in the chest and he wrapped it around him. He caught it with his hands in the air and then had the presence of mind to fold up into a ball so he didn't fumble it and fall into the end zone for a touchback. Well, that's nothing. They can do that all the time. Guess what? There's about 10% of the guys in college that can do that. My point is, in the NFL, all of them can do it. All of them. So when you look at his level of competition has gone up, things you could get away with at Clemson, you can't get away with. And I'm starting, you know, at first I said, well, he'll grow out of that. Now I'm starting to wonder, hey, dude, do you really think like, hey, man, that that your your schoolyard tricks aren't going to work here. They're not going to work it at all. All these guys can run. They can all hit, and they can all jump. Like that—that that was an impressive defensive play. It just is just my opinion. Oh, and Denver before they traded Bradley Chubb, uh, they had top five defense in the league. Yeah, yeah, they, and they were able to, and, and Jacksonville was able to move the ball. Yeah, and 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 run it exceptionally against the top five. Uh, you know, D in the league. And to piggyback on what you were saying, too, as far as that throw at the two-yard line, um, if the – was it the safety that intercepted it? I don't know if it was the safety that I, – I think it was the safety that intercepted it. But the corner that was trailing Marvin Jones was going to intercept that ball. Yeah, he, they were, they were, they were trailing <laughs> – yeah. Yeah, they, they were both, you know, you know uh, basically you know sneaking up there, baiting him into throwing it. And, and you know, Trevor didn't loft it either. He, he put something on it. To try to zip it in there, but my point is with all this is when you when you sit back and, and you think about you know his, his preparation. Okay, he's doing that. Okay, this isn't Blake. Okay, oh, it's chill. You know, we'll, we'll go to the beach afterwards. The same Blake. Okay, the, the guy is probably the first in, last out. I, I would I would believe so. He sounds like it. Just the problem is is when the game gets tight, he does some things that you're like. It scratches your head, you know. Even in his press conference, you know the people, you know, there was some talk around his press conference. Well, it was the right read, but da da da. Nah, dude, it was the wrong read, and also you you can't you can't do those things because what that did was it gave them the crease that they needed to get back into the game. All hopes of winning that game went out the window when you did that. I don't care about the last interception that she threw at the end of the game. You, we could they could have been up seventeen nothing, and then the chatter starts talking on the sideline. The team was already pretty much mad at Russell Wilson for being a prima donna, and 
you could have elevated that. It's all a mental thing in the league because they're all professionals. They can all play. It's all about the mind. So on so on Sunday, you know, you have the Raiders coming in. I mean, record you can't you know predict everybody by their record right now because Denver was the, the was the worst offense. Um, you know, and we we lost to them, but they had the best defense. Uh, Oakland is coming off of uh, you know their own you know worries, and then you know it's us. Is is Jacksonville going to be the the typical get back game on Sunday, or is this like one of those things where you actually got to go ahead and get a W? I think Oakland's going to come in mad because the fact they got shut out last week. Now they are making back to back trips cross country, so we'll see if that uh, does anything. Um, but when you sit back and think this is still a winnable game, I still would like to see them compete and fight. That's the biggest thing. As long as they don't give up, as long as they keep you know fighting and battling back, because the games have been close. I'm not looking for moral victories or building blocks or anything. We're looking for W's. But when's the last time we've had a season where you still have? Majority of the fan base engaged going into the fourth quarter, well into the fourth quarter. That's kind of that's kind of crazy to, to even that you know, not to say that because we're looking for wins, but as a fan base that we've been disengaged by halftime because of the piss poor performance. Um, but it's, it's still a winnable game. Offensive line is playing, you know, well. Uh, Travis Etienne, obviously, he had a big game last week. I'd really like to see something from Zay Jones. They talked all that stuff about Zay Jones this and Zay Jones that, and Trevor and Zay Jones are connecting, and, and you know, back shoulder throws and comeback routes for Zay Jones. He hasn't done anything. Anything. I mean, I think he had a decent game on Sunday. You don't think so? Uh, Evan Ingram needs Evan Ingram needs some help. Because Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk is very good, or he's non-existent. Part of the reason why he's non-existent is because he I think he gets doubled up a lot. They they make they account for him. But Marvin Jones and Zay Jones. Marvin Jones had you know the game a couple weeks ago. Didn't he have like seven four hundred? Yeah. Where's that at? That's what we need. We need something. We need we need a playmaker to step up. Plays. We need you know defense needs to fear them. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think as far as like keys to victory and you know trying to get out get out of the building, you know, with a W on uh, Sunday, they they got to continue to still run that ball with with ETN uh, again, run to set up the pass. Uh, I think it was, um, yeah, I think it was just an awesome you know day for him coming out. Um, I think they continue to do that, um, and, and yeah, I think that that's just my biggest key, man, just. Making sure they continue to run the ball, try to execute on as many plays, and not uh, you got to have those balls. You know, make completions, do the right things, get off to a hot start, let the defense continue to play, and get and try to build this lead so so that you can't just that it doesn't have to come down to a stop, that it doesn't have to come down to a fourth quarter heroic from either you know the offense or the defense. You know, I just want them to go ahead, and I, I really just want them to continue to execute and put up points. And don't leave any points out there on the field. I mean, if they, even if you have to take a field goal, take the field goal. It's better than you know not not having any points. You know that momentum swing that we always talk about. It's like it's real. It's a real thing. And if they don't take as many points as they possibly can on Sunday and try to build up a huge lead, you know, um, first, second, third quarter, and if we lose to another turnover on 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 Sunday, man. That's that's gonna be the most frustrating thing ever. I mean, we're at the same point we were last year. Same point. Same point. Uh, I don't know about that. Record wise, record wise, yeah. But state of the team, I'd say, bro, we're no, oh no. Record wise, we are in the same position that we were last year. Record wise, yes, but it's, it's the state of the team is a, a bit better as opposed. That sounds like a, a moral victory. I don't want a moral victory, but I don't think that we're like we don't have our coach running around at bars. Was our like record that, the same this time last year? The record was the same this time last year. I rest my case. 
Derek, that sounds like playing campaign instead of multiplayer kind of talk. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you're the same. I'm going to do that tonight. I'm, I'm, you're, I'll jump on. You're the same. You're the tonight. same till you're not. They're two and eight. They're well, two and five. Two and right. six. Two and six. Excuse me. Two. I, I've lost track of the losses. Two, two, <laughs> two and six right now. I, I'd say that. Trying to be positive, yeah. Okay, they're two and six. Yeah, we're we're losing. You know what? What do we what do we say in our in our group text? Welp with a capital L. <laughs> <laughs> After every, I think JK, well, you started. I that say Welp. that, and then you all get on my case for saying it. But yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I won't say you know the the, the Kool Aid that everybody drinks before the season that you know we we thought that this team would uh, perform at a higher level. You can see it there. It's just, it's at the point now where you need like a, a, a couple of pieces here or there. And, and I mean pieces as in like a, a pass rusher and a wide receiver. And then we needed that last to... year. No, I mean, we needed it last year, but still the season was doomed because we couldn't do anything last year. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm really starting my, my fan. We should, we should do a next, next, next year since we're doing improvements and, and everything else like that. So <laughs> hey, I didn't really, since, since, since we're looking forward, since we're looking forward to next year. <laughs> no, already, we're not looking forward to next year. Suggestion: Next year, we're gonna have a gauge of how excited we are, and with each loss, the gauge is just gonna keep moving. You know, one way or other, like the Price is Right. And then you know we'll, we'll see how we feel. <laughs> we'll see how we feel. That's a good idea. We should have done that like six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not hoping and wanting moral victories. I've always been about that that win loss column. I, I just think that we, you know, it's not we don't have a poison pill running around the building. It's the only difference. It's a big the, difference. The poison pill is the fourth quarter. Like if we could just not play the entire fourth quarter, like we would be fine. Uh, the poison pill is more the red zone in the fourth quarter. <laughs> if, if, you got, if you got, if you got to, what's that? Isn't it? Isn't it weird how every game ends with us like having thirty seconds and like no timeouts? <laughs> Have you noticed that? Like Amelia and I, my daughter, like joke about that now. Where it's like this is how every single game ends, where we're having they to, like, lose throw the a same game. way, every yeah. the same way. And then you can, and then I, the funniest thing was uh, last last Sunday. It's like, all right, is Trevor Lawrence going to be the hero? Yeah, no, you said that. <laughs> no, immediately. I turned, no, bro, I turned that TV <laughs> off so fast and took my angry nap. <laughs> that was a bummer because I did feel like you had some like a moment of hope that like completely threw me off. I was like, wow, he's talking about like. Trevor maybe like being the hero here and then immediately it was immediate it was an interception like right away and uh, I think that's what did it for you I think that's why you're so depressed this time it, it reminded me of the uh, Michael Scott who's like no god no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how do you think the rest of the team I mean I know it's not just his fault but like when something like that happens like it did in that last game I mean there, it's gotta suck to have to walk there's, back to there's, the there's been some there's been some echoes, you know, at least with it and, and again, we don't have our press passes yet. We're still waiting for those uh yeah, you know the mail. come in. But from from what we what I've been hearing, you know, I try to, you know, be as diligent in listening to, you know, Jaguars today and you know, that kind of stuff and have it on the background while I'm working. From 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 some of the things I've been saying, some some unnamed teammates are kind of like, all right. We we like something needs to be different, like ASAP. I can't lose another game like this. Like CJ Beathard time is uh, approaching. No, oh god, no, no, not no, not CJ Beathard time. Absolutely not. No, we're not. We're not. We're not that far. Well, what's the what would the change be though? I guess. I mean. Like what can he do at this? The point change. In the, of the, the change. It starts at the top. The change is him. Is them. Or the change is going to be him not throwing, not making those plays, not making those boneheaded decisions, and living to fight another down, and taking the points when we got them. 
There's been a couple of times in this during the season where we should have took field goals and we didn't. There's been a couple of times where we left points on the board. There's been overthrows. Like there's been a couple of I mean, you think about what happened in in in, in Washington. That if that was a precursor to this season, he he literally fakes it. Uh, Etienne flares out, walking into the touch or walking into the end zone. And he drops the pass. If that isn't an indication of what the season is gonna what was gonna be like, then I don't know. And then he threw. And then again in in DC, what happened? Chance for him to be the hero on a, on an away game. Throws a duck, and it gets intercepted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like some tweet yeah, that I had. He's just got to execute, man. Like I'm not. Yeah. I want to be. I want to be as positive as I possibly can. As you know, and I don't want to be negative Jaguar fan or anything else like that. But he's got to execute. That's just what it is. We, you got to execute with the pieces that you got right now. Yep. Derek, somebody on there was like uh, Tr- Trevor Lawrence hero ball sucks. <laughs> it was like <laughs> garbage or something like that. And I was like, oh, I'll give him a chance, and then that happened. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just I I I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Execution is key, and we, especially when we get in, I, I think it should be, look at it this way, okay? Obviously, Trevor's got issues with decision-making, especially in the red zone, because he's trying to force it in. So if you call any type of pass in the red zone, or if you have a run that he can check to a pass, make it a two-read route and tell him, if it's not there, at all, you take off. And if you can't take off, you throw it away, and we live to fight another day. Give, give, give the fans something to go home with. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, what, what I would say to this whole situation, and we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because there's still like eight games to go. <laughs> oh, maybe boy. this offseason, yeah. <laughs> maybe this offseason. Yes. <laughs> instead of, because I don't think... Throwing and, you know, working hard and, and, and taking the receivers to, you know, the Caribbean or, you know, to the to the practice field. He, he does that enough. I think he needs to spend some time with, you know, like a Peyton Manning type. Just to be around him so he could they could talk about some of the things that are going through their head, you know, during, you know, prep week, getting ready for the game and then in those situations. Like I'm not even trying to be funny here. Like when you sit back and think about it, it's it's definitely in his head. So maybe he should be around someone that's been there that he can talk to and be like, "Well, he was open. Like, hey, if he was open, you wouldn't have, he wouldn't have picked it off. If he was open, you wouldn't have two members of the opposing team in the same spot ready to pick yeah. off this ball. So instead yeah, of open, it for- the popcorn guy, yeah, throw it to him. But you see what I'm saying, like. Peterson's probably saying, hey, Trev, he's not open, you know? He wasn't open right there. He's hearing it. He's probably not being disrespectful. Yeah, I got you, coach. But maybe he needs to hear from somebody that's actually been there and done it and has had that same type of pressure on them that he has now that he can relate to and understand, hey, look, man, your job is to win the game and don't put the team in any bad situations. That's truly the quarterback's job. Lead the offense, but don't do anything to hurt the team. And when you sit and maybe that'll resonate with him. I don't know. I'm just talking out loud. The Mannings have that passing academy. They always invite top quarterback coach or top quarterbacks from college and young QBs from the league. Maybe he can go there to the Manning Passing Academy, coach the camp, and then they can have a campfire or some crap session or whatever, and he can talk to Peyton and Eli about something. Something like that. I don't know. Wasn't anybody Blake else Bortles got any better ideas? Go, wasn't Bortles always going to the like quarterback guru thing in the off season when he was here? Hell no, he wasn't going. He was going out to L.A. to party. Okay, oh, he wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 uh, I hate the quarterback one, guru may have been there, but that's not the reason why he yeah. was going there. Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> one of the uh, things that I hate seeing on Twitter lately, by the way, is like the split screen thing where it shows. Trevor's uh, stats through however many games it's been 
versus Gardner Minshew stats. And I know there's differences between them. I get that. But doesn't that kind of suck to see that when you look at that comparison? Like, why is that? Would we have been better? I mean, I know this is such a stupid discussion and pointless, but, like, you have to think about it. I don't know. I It, it, it pains me how you can how, – how that – how it's there. Like, how you can see that and how there's even a comparison, you know, right now. But, again – Gardner was a gamer, man. Mm. I mean, he was a gamer. You remember the first the first game he came out, and he was like twenty two of twenty four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when Nick yeah. Foles got hurt. Like I mean, mm-hmm. gamer. But see, I, I if you know. could take Trevor Lawrence's arm <clears throat> height and his physical tools, and Gardner Minshew's mental toughness and his attitude, we'd have our quarterback right there. Gardner Minshew, the only his only issue was he was six feet and his arm, you know, he he couldn't he didn't have that zip that he needed. I mean, he could he could throw it, but it, it wasn't you know it didn't he couldn't like uh, if he needed to thread a needle he couldn't do that. <clears throat> I don't know. Bethard has that cool facial hair back, so maybe he's the guy we need to go. No, no, no. He, <laughs> he need to back. stay. He needs to stay right where he is. On the uh, all right. Well, I. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if I don't know. I don't know how much I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to going someday because I like going to live Jaguars games. But you know, it's just one of those things where it gets a little draining sometimes. Especially like the last game when you start like kind of. It feels like, and again, not to beat a dead horse, but it's like the games start off really well, and then it's just like this like downward death spiral until it. Uh, until it gets to the uh, eventual terrible ending. But hopefully we don't have that Sunday. Any other uh, final thoughts? Any score predictions? Are we doing that anymore? Or is that pretty much not a thing? Staying away from it. Just win the game. (laughs) Just win, baby. Cool. cool, cool. All right, good. Uh, Any chance we'll see, uh, uh, what's his name, with the creepy bowl haircut, the owner? Um, Mark? uh, Yeah, Mark. What's, What's up with that guy? I don't know. He's a man of the people, though, man. I like I like Mark Stoops, or not Mark Stoops, uh, Mark uh, Davis. Mark Davis. Yeah, I like yeah. I like him, man. Yeah, I think that uh, during the Hall of Fame game or, or or something like that, he was just like at a random like pizza place eating mm. <laughs> amongst fans. You would never okay. see Shad Cod. I mean, you would never see Shad at like Culver's, on, yeah. you know, on the way to the game or anything <laughs> else like that. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I never really looked into that or anything. It just always appeared to look uh, unusual. But uh, yeah, that makes uh, that makes sense. Well, looks like we're losing on owner too, so that's cool. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, if we don't have anything else on that, I guess we'll cut it short. And uh, just kind of a quick reminder that if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review. We haven't had one in quite a while, so we're uh, we know we have some people out there listening who haven't done it statistically. Uh, so, uh, please jump on there. You don't even have to write anything, although it is fun when you do write stuff. Um, and, uh, also give us a follow on and subscribe if you're on Google or Android devices on Google podcasts and then Spotify, of course, is on both. Um, keep an eye out on the Twitter later as we drop our gamer tags and we have the down by the bank, uh, call of duty, modern warfare battle Royale, uh, event coming soon. Uh, when this podcast actually changes from a Jaguars podcast to a call of duty podcast full time. And, um, and yeah, we're affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.